Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, and greatest Right and Royalty Radio. <laughs> we always, always let it go. Just a second, a little bit too long. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday night. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for the ladies of Let's Chat to join you wherever you are. My name is Miss Tony, and we're going to be joined shortly by the one and only partner in the industry, Miss Leisha. But while we get ourselves situated, because y'all know it's been a minute since we've been in the chat room, we're going to clear off the dust, make everything nice and shiny. But right now, we're going to hit you guys with some R.I.P. Twisted Black. Check it out and enjoy. This track right here after all the ones we lost, we always gonna miss. A lot of people think y'all forgotten about, but as long as I got a voice, I'm gonna keep it in their face. I swear. Rest in peace. My first step, my first sight, my first words, yeah. my first friend, the first sounds I first heard. Okay. We locked in, we like twins, it's me and you. you. We weren't reflecting in my direction, I'm seeing too. But you were so cool and I just want to be you. Can't nobody Batman and Robin this thing like we do, I'm see-through. My gangster holy as a Hebrew. Me without you is just blue with no see do When I look back, me, you, brains, and gangster Wayne used to cook crack. We done punished so many foes, them niggas. Remember that time you fought your ride? That, that was, was a good match. I was scared, but you took the fade out. Oh, you lost that. You said that you wasn't embarrassed because you fought back. And what you tell him at the end, nigga, you fought black. That was the realest shit I seen, and I caught that. That day you told Tommy something like, uh-huh. we ain't ducking nothing. We planted off in these streets, but I ain't really. 
really feel it. I'm timid and kind of weak, but you kept me along and even wrote me in your songs and said I would be the one that would come and right all your wrongs. Yeah. But I ain't really get it. I admitted I was green, but they gave me so much time and I'm reflecting on some things. Okay. Now I ponder life and exactly what it means. And I keep having this dream. God wants me on this team, but I don't know if you can go, though. Okay. I think he want me solo. Yeah. Like we can't be together like the South Side and Como. Because I straddle the fence back and forth like a yo-yo. I, I had to make a choice and you can't be the voice no more. No more. But if you go peacefully, that'll bring peace to me. I had to give a piece of me to live life peaceably. When you get to heaven, hug and kiss on mama be for me. Twisted had to die so that Tommy Burns could get his wings. Rest in peace, man, I promise you will never be forgotten. Rest in peace, if you make it to heaven, no, if you not. Rest in peace, you were special and the world gon' remember. Rest in peace, when you hit them gates, I hope they let you enter. Rest in peace, I'ma keep your name alive with the best of them. Rest in peace, I'm just glad it's gon' finally be some rest for them. peace, pay the price and we fought us all set. Rest in peace, you fulfill your purpose here and I'm convinced. I done lost so many partners cause we was chasing ghosts. Yeah. Just trying to fill our pockets in these streets slanging dope shit. We ain't had no poppers and our moms just couldn't stop us. And we meant well, but didn't know how to excel proper. They oppressed us, slid the crack in, then finessed us. Let us taste the wealth and on the back end arrest us. Young niggas out here with these pistols like Westers. Made the men forget that these black bitches was precious. Jim Crow, I swear that it's the truth like the wind blows. White folks think all these Negroes are simple. That's dead now. Third eye, niggas look ahead now. Shopping for the future, pal. Catch us on the bread aisle. Our pistols got registration. We into politics. The nigga know this legislation. Had to learn it quick, but rest in peace to ones that had to die before they saw the bliss. I'ma keep mashing the gas until it's over. Rest in peace. Man, I promise you will never be forgotten. Rest in peace. If you make it to heaven, no, if you not. Rest in peace. You were special and the world gon' remember. Rest in peace. When you hit them gates, I hope they let you enter. Rest in peace. I'ma keep your name alive with the best of them. peace. I'm just glad it's gon' finally be some rest for them. peace. Pay the price and we fought us all set. Rest in peace. You fulfill your purpose here and I'm convinced. They got us scared to even let our kids drive Cause the cops are killing them dead Never even go to trial For we teach them read and write We gotta teach them to survive It's on the news, nobody's moved They've been desensitized So I teach mine, keep that iron right next to your peace yeah, You in, in the right, right to win fight every blue eye and bleach blood Trayvon and Sandra, Mike Brown for Landra Thanks be to God, cause y'all the ones that wrote the manual Salute to Michael Johnson, Eric Garden and Constance Lost too many soldiers not to have a guilty conscience And I promise Oh, I surrender, I bust back with llamas So I'm staying off the grid to try to rid myself of problems yes, Black man, look inside your chest like a CAT scan You, you can turn, turn it around and you know it's real as black man uh-huh. God been so good to me, I never show my back end And I ain't perfect, I just ain't him from back Rest then Rest in peace, man, I promise you will never be forgotten Rest in peace, if you make it to heaven, no, if you not Rest in peace, you were special and the world gon' remember Rest in peace, when you hit them gates, I hope they let you enter I'ma keep your name alive with the best of them peace. I'm just glad it's gonna finally be some rest for them peace. Pay the price and we fought us all set. Rest in peace. You fulfill your purpose here and I'm convinced. Hey, hey, hey. 
Hey, Leisha, Leisha, what's going on, girl? We are live for this Friday evening. <laughs> yes. How was your week, T? Girl, it's been a busy week. You know, we uh, since the weekend, we I had so much catching up to do. I finished another project, so it's been all good, all busy, but you know, that's what we do here in Let's Chat. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I've been a little busy um, mm-hmm. doing my, my new agent thing. Um, shout out to Entice and um, Diane and everybody over at um, the agency. Y'all are so awesome. Y'all are so awesome. Mm-hmm. Congratulations so, yeah. on that, Lisa. I'm so excited for you. Thank you, thank you, T. It's new, um, but it's what it's what I do, so it's not hard. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like people, I mm-hmm. like books, and I, I like I want to learn the industry. And working with Entice, I'm able to do that. Um, if you guys mm-hmm. don't know, I am an associate agent at Literary Champagne Suite uh, with Entice and Diane Rembrandt. So I'm really excited. A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on for Let's Chat. So we appreciate you guys always rocking with us and following us. And, y'all, we had the best time at the Hustle and Grind uh, last week. And we also got to go to the uh, Belleville Library. We got to met, uh, mm-hmm. meet uh, the fabulous Beverly Jenkins and listen to her speak. And so that was a great great weekend in literature shout out to everybody uh that we saw we got to kick it with we got to talk to if we didn't get to talk to you we will see you at the next event we do try to make our rounds but we appreciate all the love we always get absolutely absolutely it was a star-studded weekend leash and that extra uh treat with Beverly Jenkins that was just a, a great great little extra thing that yes. we were able to do let me it tell y'all, so, so I got up, and I, I saw it on um, on uh, Ebony Eyes Facebook, and I was like, oh, that's near my house. So I got up, and I called, I texted T, and I was like, can you be at my house at 12? And then I was like, oh, but the book fair don't start till 2, and we have to be at the Hustle and Grind. So I was like, forget it. We're just going to be there at 1. We're going to get what we get, and then we out. <laughs> and we got we got a lot. We got a lot. We had a good time. I know T was like, this Leisha, she always dragging me somewhere. I thank you for rocking with me, T. Everywhere I drag you, you like, okay, Leisha, where are we going? <laughs> But you know, Leash, it was all good. And talking about a hustle and grind, that's just what we were doing, hustling and grinding, trying to bring everything wow. to our, 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 you know, our guests, our listeners, and just making it as exciting as we were that weekend. It was, it was really good. If you ever get a chance to get to one of Michelle Moore's hustle and grind, please make your way there any kind of way you can. It is. All that and more, Leisha. I really had a great time, and she really put on a fabulous platform for both authors as well as readers. Absolutely, and she did a great job this year. Uh, She started it last year, great job last year, and it just seems to get better. She had um, the fabulous, fabulous author, surprise author that came through, Shannon Holmes. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a good time. We had a good time. 
We really did. Shout out to them. And, uh, you know, there's more to come, so make sure you guys stay tuned to both Alicia and my page. We try to share everything involved with literature just to make you guys aware of it. Um, there are so many things in so many different areas, Lee, so it's always good. And even if you guys know of something going on, tag us. Share it with us, and we'll share it with all of the, the fabulous readers out there. Absolutely. I actually have a post on my page. You guys check it out. I want us to start attending more romance shows. Uh, not romance shows, mm-hmm. more romance book fairs with romance authors. So I asked for different uh, events. And so there's actually a post with tons of events uh, for the romance drama. Make sure y'all go and check it out if you know any of additional um, events. Make sure you add them to the list. You know, people have got their eyes on there because everybody is actually looking for it. I was thinking about it. They was thinking about it, but I'm just the one that said it. So we want to make sure that uh, we spread the word, get that word of mouth popping for all of your events. Uh, make sure that you are putting that, that information out there, sharing that with those that can share. If you see someone sharing an event, make sure you share that event just as, as support, mm-hmm. even if you cannot go. Um, mm-hmm. But word of mouth is always, always, always a good thing. See, I tagged you earlier. I want to go to the National Book Festival in October, which is in Houston. And so I want to put that mm-hmm. in your mind. Y'all, I'm always dragging her somewhere. I know her husband be like, her and Alicia. Alicia always saying, see, let's go. <laughs> oh, but you know something, Alicia? If you ever, if anyone is ever able to make these events, it is nothing like seeing an author in person spreading that love it of really the word. Is it is it's mm-hmm. nothing like it. Absolutely. I think it and it it gives more of an appreciation for authors. I think when mm-hmm. we're able to a reader is able to interact with that author. Um, some events and though I'm just about to say this, don't send me no inboxes. Some events is kinda like walking through um a drive-through or like a one-night stand where it's like, hey, how you mm-hmm. doing? Sign a book, all right, next. You know, but these events mm-hmm. that we've been going to, we've been able to shake hands, talk to, interact with a lot of these authors, and it's a great experience as readers. It is. It really is. And it's nothing like just sitting back on social media. You need to get out there, like they say, shake hands and kiss babies and uh and I think also it expands the appreciation of the reader, you know, to see that author. I know I appreciate every author we come across, Leek, and they are so welcoming, you know. It's 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 a beautiful thing. It really is. It really is. We appreciate y'all. Y'all know we get to talking here on the chat. We don't open up the show. I am Miss Lisa. You know, I got my right hand. Most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Child, let me tell y'all, we are talking that talking. We talk this talk quite a bit. Uh, show me what you said. We talking about show versus tell. And I know we've had a show mm-hmm. like this before, but, I mean, the topic seems to come up quite often as a reader, uh, and I read this fabulous book, well, I started reading this fabulous book um, about show and tell, and um, what the author said was, if you want to know if you are showing, you are to act out what you said, and if you can't show it from beginning to end, then you're telling the reader what it is. 
See, the best part about being a reader, when the author is able to show you what it is, they can grab you into their world and pull you in. I'm like this, pull me in. I want to I want to inhale every essence of your pen, honey. I want to be on the edge of my mm-hmm. seat when you put your character on the edge of their seat. If they crying, I'm crying. You know, I don't want to have mm-hmm. to to be like, I wonder what that is. You know what I'm saying? Or, okay, so what about this? I want you to engulf my senses, you know, my senses, my smell, my touch, my feel. Because even if you if you are a female, you know what I'm saying. If a man can tap into your mind from a distance, mm-hmm. he 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 has your mind. So that means when you have somebody's mind, you have all of their senses, and you don't even have to be there. They're getting that from your pen. They're they're getting mm-hmm. and feeling the passion that you have for your work, for your characters that you want to bring to them. They're getting all of that from your pen when you bring it to them the right way. But you got to show us. Like, show me what it mm-hmm. is. Don't just tell me. Because if you tell me, it's not the same effect. Now, I'm not saying you got to show through the whole thing, uh, the whole book, only because sometimes telling does, does fit. Um, but telling in adverbs kind of rubs me the wrong way. And not saying that they don't work all they don't work all the time. Sometimes they do work, but you know, show is to me an enhanced effect of an author's mm-hmm. pen. What do you think about that, Dee? I absolutely totally agree, Leash. You know, like I said at the top of the show, I'm in between projects, so I'm able to this is my time to catch up on reading. And I actually picked up Peter Mack's latest book, A Neighborly Affair, Leash. When you said you want to feel what the characters are feeling, girl, uh-huh. you know Peter has a fierce pen, and he makes you feel every emotion, every touch, every he makes you see every look the characters are looking at. That's uh-huh. how nice his pen is. So that made yes. me fair, you know. I even peeked in it before the show, girl. You know when <laughs> when we be peeking and inboxing up. <laughs> That that's a good thing because you want to feel it. You want to feel it way after you close the last page, and that's what I like about um, certain authors. They leave you feeling that book days, sometimes weeks, sometimes years after you've read the last word. Yes, listen. Mm. Your whole mm-hmm. purpose is to wrap that. To wrap that reader into your world. Your whole purpose is to put them in your palm of your hand. Like, seriously, listen, you need to have them at every stoplight looking into the, at the Kindle, looking at the book, trying to finish that next <laughs> sentence. How mm-hmm. fast I get this done? This may stop on the train. I'm just saying. You want that effect. That's what you want from your reader because you know you have done your job. Uh, and there Absolutely. are tons of authors that are able to do that. And they, and if you don't know any, we're about to give you some. If you have not checked out Peter Max, Neighborly Affair, check that out. I love smooth pins. I love smooth pins that, mm-hmm. that grab me in. And you got to grab me the first, I'm going to say the first 10 pages. See, Tia editor, she's going to give you 20 pages. I'm going to give you 10. <laughs> and after that fifth page, I'm deciding if I want to keep going. But really, you have to, you got to get me on that first page. And so Ashley mm-hmm. Antoinette is one of those authors that does it for me. Uh, her ethics series, mm-hmm. if y'all have not picked it up, it is a spinoff from Moth to, the Fl- uh, Moth to a Flame. Make sure y'all check it out. Her series, her pen is phenomenal. Um, and Tice is another one. I author. totally agree. 
Yes. And Tice is another author with a slick pen. I love a slick pen. Um, T Styles. Now, T Styles, I always say she got a twisted pen. And what I mean by twisted mm-hmm. pen, and I'm telling you, she can, she can take you to the jungle, drop you off, take you back to the track, have you on the corner, have you in a corporate office, <laughs> on, on the next page. She can take you there, but her pen is really twisted. And some of her. Um, some of her storylines are really, really twisted and warped a little bit. It's so exciting, though. Uh, her Silence mm-hmm. of the Nine is my favorite series of hers. Uh, Nine is my girl. But y'all mm-hmm. looking for authors that can just take you, wrap you around, throw you around, go ahead on and do it. Um, and we're not gonna, we ain't going to stop because one thing about us is we love, we like nasty books. I'm just going to say it. And so if you're going to let the book be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, I'm going to need you to take them characters, take them to Starbucks, and let them have some coffee and conversation. I'm just saying. (laughs) All this trying to make love to my mind with these big, huge words is not working, people. I'm going to need you all to get it together. (laughs) You ain't. You ain't never lie, Leaf. You know, we don't need all those big words. You save that bitch for nothing else. But you know something else, Leaf? Who else got a nasty <laughs> You know who else has a nasty pen? You know, I've said it before. Destiny Sky from Lockdown Publications. Girl, Leaf, you got to get one. I'm, I'm going to loan you one of her books. She has a fierce pen, girl. I love her pen. You've heard me talk about it before. I'm going to send you some of her books just so you can get a little taste. But um, like we said, if it ain't nasty, go have a latte or something. <laughs> but look, I got one more on you. Author Vet from um, Diamond oh, Tea, uh, yeah. from Ebony's uh, publication. I keep pronouncing the first name wrong for her publishing company. Uh, but mm-hmm. Ebony Abbey has a fabulous publishing company. She has some authors, and Vet is one of them authors. Let me tell y'all there about this here pen, okay? Her pen is everything. I read one page and was like, wait a minute, where's the rest? Mm. See, that's what we love as readers. We want those stories, those pens, just stay within ourselves, within our souls, that we can't even wait for them to drop the next book. That is the, the, the true beauty of a fierce pen. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have some guests coming in today. We're going to talk that talk with them. Mm-hmm. I'm inboxing one right now. Okay. But, yes, yeah, so we have a Silk White. That's another one. Um, his Teflon oh, yeah. Queen, that's my girl. That's my girl. The Silk White, Silk White is another author. <laughs> yeah, Silk White is another author. Dynamic, dynamic pen, Ty Marshall, um, Quan, Black Top. Let me tell y'all, I love Arthur Blacktop. We love him here at Let's Chat. Um, he is the coolest author ever, but his pen is everything, okay? When I say it's fierce, it's fierce. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's another one you got to make sure if he's ever in your area to get out and see because he is one of a kind, Leash. We like, he said, we love us some Black Top, aka D Swift. Check out his books. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be hooked, just like Leash and I are. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're gonna stop yapping, yapping, yapping. Y'all know we can get on here and start talking for hours. We're about to talk that talk with the fabulous 
K.R. Bankston. Okay. She has an event coming up. I'm excited. Yeah, she's going to call back in because I didn't see her. Okay. Okay. But she has a fabulous event, her and her team, Mm -hmm. um, that's coming. And I want to talk to you all about these events. I'm here for it, y'all. It was like on the 18th of May. It was like five events in different states. Uh, on the 18th of May, and I want to say I am here for all of these literary events. I think when I first got into literature and reading, when I was promoting for Nini, it wasn't that many events. It it wasn't a lot going on, but y'all have stepped Mm -hmm. it up. Y'all have stepped it up. Y'all had an event in Richmond. Y'all had an event in Michigan. Y'all had an event in Atlanta. I mean, y'all are kicking these events up and we have this next fabulous guest. She's gonna talk about her event in September. Hey, Miss Bankston. Hello. Welcome to Miss Chat. How are you? I'm good, ladies. How you doing? We are good. Yeah, now, before yeah. we talk about the event, child, because you we know y'all, she got a fierce pen too. You got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, because I know you over there cooking. <laughs> I am actually working on the last book. <laughs> For the um, new generation of thin ice, I am getting ready to release that soon. So that's what I'm working mm-hmm. on. The last one published series. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, we we here for it. We are here for it. If y'all ever see her at an event, if you are an author and you are at an event that she is at, go ahead on and let her pour some jewels into you because she got them. She mm-hmm. has got some, and she don't mind sharing. That's the best part about Miss Bankston over here. Now, tell us about the Literary Evolution. The Literary Evolution is a book event that's coming to Atlanta sun, uh, Saturday, September 7th. It's going to be from 11 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Atlanta Technical College here in the city. Um, it's something that we wanted to do to get more exposure for less exposed genres, I guess you could say, because, you know, we uh, as, as people of color, we write in so many different genres that just, they sometimes don't get the shine they should. So we just wanted to put something mm-hmm. out there in place and say, hey, come on. Mm. I definitely agree. This sounds like a so, first time. I, mm-hmm. Go ahead, T. No, I'm saying I don't think I've ever seen any or heard of anything like that. So that's that's groundbreaking. I think that's wonderful. Well, thank you. We have a, a great lineup. I guess you guys, I know I tag you all the time in my flyers. Y'all probably like, I wish you stopped tagging me. <laughs> but, oh, no, not at all. We have a super lineup. Um, our headliner is Miss Letitia Lovely. You know, she's uh, infamous for the Hallelujah series and the Shady mm-hmm. Sisters series. Pamela Samuels Young is going to be joining her, who's, um, you know, part of the Vernetta Henderson series, and she did in Firm Pursuit, Every Reasonable Doubt. And coming with them is Angie Ransom Jones. She has a book out called Path to Peace, which is a guide about managing life after losing a loved one. So those are our three headliners. But we also have a great lineup and a very varied and vast lineup of authors that are coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited because I'm going to be there. I'm here for it. Yeah, you should be. I mean, we have uh, Ruth, um, Ruth, oh, Lord, I forgot the lady's name. Ruth Parrish Watson, I'm sorry. 
he's going to come out and talk to us about pitching, <laughs> about pitching the late, the next TV show, hit movie, screenplay, whatever it is that you have. Yes. Talk about that and answer questions. Um, and so we want you to definitely come out and be a part of that. Of course, you know, the event is free. Um, we also have author Stacey Covington-Lee, who's going to be talking to us about domestic violence. And that, to me, is our community piece. We always want to do something every year that, you know, helps to reflect the community at large that we live in. And domestic violence is a huge thing uh, right about now. There's so much of it going on. And she's going to talk about it and, and you know, to help us, to help the people that we may encounter who are having this kind of violence in their life. Absolutely. And that's so important. Not- now, what made you guys want to put this event and all the different elements together? Tell us a little bit about uh, the process and the background um, when you guys decided to put this event together. Well, it's actually been rolling around in my head for about the last five years, honestly. And I talked to um, a couple of my close friends and associates. One of them is uh, Elizabeth LaShawn, and she's co-sponsoring with me and Shaitay Curry who helps us in the background as far as the planning and the processing. And we just really kept saying, you know, we just want to have a spotlight to let the world know that we write in more than two or three genres and that we're here and we're everywhere and we're not going anywhere. So we wanted to make it so inclusive that everybody's comfortable coming out, no matter what you write, just bring it. There's a reader there that's looking for what you have. So this year I finally sat down. You know what? We're gonna do it. I called. Um, I called El and I said, "Listen, this is the year we're gonna do it." And she said, "Okay. Well, what do you want to do?" And that just kind of kicked it off, and we all got together and made plans, and it breathed life. And that's when we started going forward. You know, looking for the people to come and support us. Absolutely, and that's I always awesome. say this: you know, books and literature is kind of like walking into dashing and robbing the stone. You never, it's, it, you never know what you like until you taste it. You know, you walk exactly. into the ice cream shop, you like, ooh, that looks good. That's the the look is that that draw. That's the eye candy for the person. But it's like, let me taste that. Let me taste right. that. And you get the little spoons before you know it. You got ten little spoons in your hand. That's like books. You know, exactly. books are the same way. You never right. know what you like. I didn't know I liked historical romance until um, author. Uh, an author came on our show, and she was telling us about the Douglas women. And I was like, See. really? So, and this mm-hmm. is the thing about readers. The reader will, will geek up another reader to read a book. Right. That's that word of mouth. That's how it moves. So the way her excitement about the book itself, I was like, well, let me go see what's going on. Child got this book. I was like, oh, they was off the hook back in the day. I was giving Frederick Douglass the side eye. Mm-hmm. I was giving him the side eye. Thank you for what you did, but I didn't like how you had your household going. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, you are, you are so right. I have found books that I normally would say, you know what, I'm not going to read this. But then I read it and I'm like, okay, this is great. So if you uh-huh. put it there, like you said, and they can walk around and sample it and, and talk to the authors face to face and, you know, yeah. find out the backstories and stuff, it really does help and it introduces a whole nother world to reading into that author. Absolutely. It's so true. It's so true. Ahead, we have please. a um, we have a special part of the um, event from ten to eleven fifty five. I'm sorry, 
Yeah, from 10 to 11.55, I think, or 10.45, something. I'll get the time for you later. But we have an hour that you can come in um, VIP, and there's no one in there except the people that have purchased those tickets. And you get a chance to talk to the authors, get your book signed, buy them early, chit-chat, take pictures, whatever you want to do. That is your time, undisturbed, and then we allow the public in when it's time for us to go full butt. I I didn't see the thing for the tickets. Where's that link at? The link is on our site, which is www.thelitevolve.com. If you click on Mm -hmm. um, register or if you go to the frequently asked questions page, there are buttons there and you can click and go and find your tickets for the VIP section. Okay, then. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, and I'm there. I'm probably there. And I love how you have it set up and how you have it kind of where they can have that time, that intimate moment with the authors, be able to talk. And and it's not all business, 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 because the bigger the author, the busier they are. And they don't really have a lot of time. Uh, I don't know if you were listening previously, but I talked about sometimes, you know, book events is like a one-night stand or walking through the drive-thru. Hey, how you doing? Shaking hand. Here's my money. Say, sorry, my book. All right, Nick. You know, so you don't really get all of that. And And I like how you added the intimate setting there. Mm -hmm. And that's what we wanted. We didn't want it to be just another drive-thru experience. We wanted to be able to come in and, you know, spend some time and talk and get to know some of these people because some of them you've never met. So, you know, take a minute to get a little information and to really get to know them. You are absolutely right about that. So we've been asking authors. You know what? That's like everything. I think a lot more events need to do that. Um, And so we are here for it. We are here for it. Now, we've been asking authors in the month of May, um, what made you fall in love with literature? Mm. Reading it, to um, it gave me an escape. It, It was a way to transport out of a very bad situation as far as childhood and and even into adolescence. I've always read, as long as I can remember. Writing was a form of therapy to rehabilitate my mind and to get myself back to a place where I could function after being sexually abused. Really? And and how was that process for you when you had to sit down to just relive that moment? It's a day-by-day, hour-by-hour thing. I am good, you know, for, let's say, 90% of the time, but then there are things that even now, years later, trigger. But you learn how to work through those things. And, of course, I'm an advocate for therapy as well, so I believe in that. But, you know, the writing helps me release the um, anger, the pain, the frustration, the embarrassment, Um, just the hurt, just everything you could pour into that story. Even now when I write, there are such huge pieces of me in this story, but people, you know, wouldn't know that unless you know me intimately. Mm, Wow, Wow. that's that's deep. That's deep. Kayle, this is Tony. And with that being said, you know, what did you learn about yourself as you was going through this writing therapeutic, you know, that was so therapeutic for you? What did you learn about yourself that you didn't know had you not gone through that? Well, 
I, I learned, first of all, that none of this was my fault. For a long time, you internalize what did I do wrong, what signal right. or was I sending, what was going on, but you learn uh-huh. that this has nothing to do with you. And that's the first thing mm-hmm. that, you know, frees you from being a victim, and then you become a victor. I learned that I'm stronger than I know, and that, uh-huh. you know, I was able to get through this, and that it was an unfortunate thing that happened, but it does not define who I am or who I will be for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's talk that's Now, mm-hmm. is, have you thought about um, – I know you wrote a book in regards to it, but have you just thought about writing maybe a guide? Because that's what you do. Have you thought about maybe writing a guide to help people through that process? I actually have not. I mean, it's a great idea, but it has never been laid in my my subconscious or into my spirit, honestly, to do it. So I won't say that it won't happen. I spend a lot of times, I guess, just talking to people and trying to Uh reach them through the stories that I write because sometimes I find that people are a lot more receptive when they don't feel like you're talking exactly to them, if that makes sense. Very true. Mm Mm-hmm where they can get it from a book and they can relate to it and they're like, oh, I went through a little bit of this. And they, and that really helps them to, to gravitate to characters in your book and your pen as well because that right. means that it, it resonates with them. It resonates with their spirit, with their heart, and that's really what you want uh, as an author. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes now, books just serve as, um, as an escape. You know, it just takes uh-huh. you to places, to worlds where you don't, you know, you just want to get away. And I don't know, sometimes that's what I love reading. It takes me to different various places. It puts me into different oh. situations yeah. and takes my mind that's- off whatever I may be going on. Definitely. I mean, especially, you know, with a lot of the things the way they are today, especially politically, man, mm-hmm. we wake up with PTSD every day. So, exactly. You know, somewhere else. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now tell us what's so next. What do you have next going on um, just for your company, for your pen? Tell us what what is in store for us, uh, for your brand. Uh, if we were sitting here in 2021 having the same conversation, tell us some of the things we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about, first of all, the literary evolution going into its third year. So that's what we definitely will be talking about because I definitely want to keep it Mm -hmm. going every year. Um, For my brand itself, I really want to move more into an advisory role, I guess, and and write here and there. But I really want to help up-and-coming authors. I am developing a course for new authors to know, to help them avoid some of the pitfalls that I, you know, encountered when I came into the game. So I really want to do that. I want to do a lot more um, community-based things, that free workshops, things like that. My heart is really into philanthropy. So, of course, I'll always write because that's what I do, but most of my work will be on my Patreon platform going forward. I'm not even sure um, how many books I may actually you know, publish in the near future, to be honest with you, maybe one or two, but I'll always write and put those stories on my Patreon platform and, you know, want people to come over there and support me. I just really kind of want people to know who I am and what I'm about. 
And yes, I love to write, and yes, it's about the books, but I also want them to know it's about helping people and helping my people especially. Absolutely. Now, for those that don't know about Patreon, talk a little bit about that platform. Patreon is a platform where um, uh, artists, authors, writers, readers, radio shows um, go and they post content, and you're supported by patrons who make monthly um, contributions to your product or service or whatever it is you have going on. In my case, I put a lot of the work that I don't publish or I'll never publish on that platform. We have audio. I'm getting ready to do a podcast that I'll be putting there, and they pledge at whatever level is comfortable. I have levels starting as low as $2 a month, and I have some that are $50 a month. It really just depends on where your support comfort is, and you go over and you support your favorite author or artist or show or whatever it may be on that platform. I love it. I love it. So for y'all don't know, make sure y'all y'all check out Patreon and get get connected. I think it is a best way, uh, a best place for artists and creators and authors especially. So y'all make sure y'all get connected on that platform. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you're welcome. Now you know. Here on Let's Chat, child, we like to do something a little fun. We like to have fun with our authors. We like to be able to. uh, (laughs) She said, "Okay." (laughs) We like to be able to uh, grab them and allow our authors just to love on our our listeners, Um, especially if it's a listener that may have not experienced your pen, your passion, your personality, your presence. And so we like to kind of allow authors to give them a little raw uh, experience. We should say that. <laughs> and so she always comes up with these fun concepts. I don't have nothing to do with that. I just let her roll with it. Uh, whatever makes her bubble pop, whatever floats her boat on that day, I let her do what she do. You see how she's doing it? I'm ready. I'm ready because I thought it's going to be good. Let it go get. I got my grapes. I'm ready. <laughs> Well, first of all, Kara, thank you so much. She's laughing, so I'm scared now. She's laughing, so I'm scared now. Don't be scared. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to give you three props, and we want you to put it into a live excerpt. And uh, your three props tonight are going to be an Afro wig, some red lipstick, uh-huh. And a coffin. A you know, coffin. That people are in. Mm-hmm. We gotta get, we always gotta throw in a twist some kind of way. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. Um let's see, man, right off the fly. Okay, let's set the stage. Um we are at a wake. We are Ooh. inside the chapel of the funeral home and the family is just now entering the room filled with people who are waiting for them. You have the mm-hmm. brother, who is the older brother. You have the sister, who is the middle child. And you have the mother. In this case, the person that they are seeing is the patriarch of the family, which is their father. So we're going to pick up the story as they walk inside. 
I swear, my God. Look at all these people in here. They didn't even like Daddy. They all up in here like he was just the greatest. Where's my seat at? Move, Shantae. Dang, I'm trying to get over here and sit down. Boy, if you don't stop, you're going to make me act up in this funeral. you messing up my lipstick. It took me all day to put on this, to find the right shade of red matte over there at Max. They was out in everything. I need you two to calm down. Your father would not like this. Making their way over to their seats, they finally sat down and settled. A hush fell over the crowd as the minister came to the podium to speak and to thank them all for coming out tonight. You see, they were coming over to the funeral of Exodus Roberts. He was a hardworking man, a church-going man, a fine and upstanding man. Hmm. He was a hoe, too. He got another woman over there in that corner like, you think I didn't know that. He been with us. I knew this. Yes, Exodus was a deacon in our church. He was fine and upstanding. Look at that damn Afro wig she got on. What in the hell is going on with that? Where did she get that off that 99 cent rug? I know that's a mess right there. I can't believe she came to my daddy wake with that shit on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do one last viewing before we go. I don't want to see him. I've seen him every day of my life. He didn't do nothing to tell me how no good it was. Not interested in that anyway. But tonight, we're going to appreciate our brother and send him off in style tomorrow for the funeral. Mama, Mama, what are we going to do when we get home? We're going to burn all that joker clothes, spend his insurance money, and go on about our business. I got a date with Robert on the other side. You did a play. I need you to do a play. I need you to put a play out there in the making. Go ahead on and and burst that on out there. I need a play, too. I'm just putting stuff on her little desk. He's like, we didn't ask you to add stuff to my desk. I'm going to add a play onto your desk. Boom. Bow. There it is. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, girl. You played it. Yes. You I love it. it. <laughs> That's what we love. That's why we do what we do. Now, we had no idea where you were going to take it, but we loved it because you were the director and you just took it. You shot the scene. That's right. You can read it right on with you. I tell you yes, what. Honey. Y'all threw some props in there. I was like, man, I got to sing hard to get all these props in here. <laughs> But they work. They work. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Yes, I absolutely I'm love it. Fun. That was good. That That's was all really we do. Good. Mm-hmm. That's all we do what we do. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I Thank love you. it. We appreciate that. Now, that was called a snack. We call those snacks. Mm-hmm. When you get a snack right. as a reader, you just get a little bit of something, something, just a little, a little something. That's what you call there a snack. Go. There you go. <laughs> I love the part where she said the woman was across there with the Afro wig. Thinks she don't know what she over there doing. That's not what we're about to do. Burn his clothes and take the insurance money and send it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. My God. I love it. I love it. We That's one of our great We got to put that in our, yes. in our one of our. Uh, <laughs> that goes down. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, 
You know what? I love it. I love it. I can't say no, but I love it. This is what you want readers to do, y'all. This is what readers do. When you give them a snack and it's like when y'all drop them excerpts on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and this is how you want them to react after a little snack. I love it. Thank you. We we want you to shout out all of your social media. Shout out your event again, the date, the website um, that everybody can go and get tickets from, and any events that you will be at with any of your books. Okay. um, You can go as far as my event. It is The Literary Evolution. That is at www.thelitevol.com, and you can find all the information you need there. As far as myself, you can find me on social media under K.R. Bankson. You can find me under K.R. Bankson, the author. Um, I am on Instagram at Book Offer Legacy. I am on Twitter at K.R. Bankson. Um, I have a YouTube user channel. That's K.R. Bankston as well. Um, my email is karabako at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me, I'm usually around anytime you want to get to me. And on October 4th and 5th, I will be in Oxen Hill, Maryland, uh, with Sharon Lucas and the Black Authors and Readers Rock Retreat Weekend. So I hope you guys will join me mm-hmm. for that as well. Mm. Awesome. Make sure you guys, after that little taste she gave us, man, y'all better have written all those lists down, all those sites. Listen. And follow this woman. <laughs> Listen, y'all, if you are just tuning into the chat room and you didn't get to hear that little literary snack that she just gave us, we That's are here archive. for it. We need you to go on back and check out our archives here on, on blogtalk.com. You can also check us out on iTunes. Uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. We appreciate you every time you and your team come through. You always rock it, and you guys are always welcome here in the list, in the chat room. Thank you. Absolutely. We love you guys. We're always trying to get on your show. We love you. We got something that's in my spirit I want to talk about, okay? And don't forget that I threw that play on your desk. Boom. You see it over there? I was hoping you were going to forget that because I wasn't going to say nothing else about it. <laughs> we don't forget, girl. We don't forget good stuff. <laughs> But thank yes, you so much, I'm here for it. <laughs> thank you, ladies, so much. We and appreciate you. Because I know y'all going to be in the place, right? I'm there. You know, T lives oh. in New York. I'm the only one that lives that's in Georgia. True. Okay, so well, I'll that's be true. there. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll be traveling that week. I'm going on vacation, but um, Lisa got me covered, oh. and where she is, okay. I'm there. <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks again, honey. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That was That was was a snack and a half, y'all. I'm here for it. As a reader, I'm really excited right now that that's how your author should leave you, like excited, like, Mm -hmm. child. What what else I got? Like, if you was tired after you read their little snack or read the book, you like, I'm not tired Mm -hmm. no more. I'm like, what else else we got going on? (laughs) 
fabulous Mona. Author Mona is in the building. We love it when she comes up in here. Hey, how are you, love? Hi, how are you guys? We are good. Can we are hear? good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again. Yes, let me tell y'all, we are part of the Travis Cure Fan Club. We are a family united together. Uh huh. With the cure. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. You gotta let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen. Well, um, well, you know, I wanted to discuss um, after the honeymoon. I know the last time, the last time that I was uh, on with you guys, uh, I had basically, I was having like kind of like a writer's block for a long time, so. Um, it basically took me about a year to uh, mm-hmm. finally complete that book. So I finally got it done. I finally got it released. So I was excited. So I said, let me come back on here <laughs> and talk about it. <laughs> so that um, block is real, though, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've had it bad for the past um, almost two years. It, it was a struggle for me. Um, after the honeymoon is actually like the first full novel that I've actually, um, you know, released in the past two years. Last year around this time, I had released a novella, and that was from me like struggling to write. And that story kind of like came to me, but I couldn't, you know, really make it past a a novella. So it was therapeutic for me to make it a novella because it was it it was helping me with my um, writer's block. And I've 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 actually have like about four novellas in the work now that are just about done, and I've uh, novellas have actually become like therapeutic for me. Um, um, it, it, it helps with the writer's blog. It probably don't make sense to, you know, but writing a short story is actually like more, um, e- it's easier to put together than actually a full novel. You know, uh-huh. so every, every time I find myself experiencing writer's block, um, stories come to my head and, you know, um, I really can't get past like, 10, 12 chapters, you know, um, once I put a novella together, but it's therapeutic, you know, a lot, um, some readers don't really care for novellas that much, but it, it kind of helped me, um, I know the readers, uh, I kind of like took a hiatus for the last two years, so I've, um, putting out that novella last year was kind of like a, you know, kind of like a screen, like, don't forget about me type of thing, <laughs> um, in addition to it helping me with my writer's block, you know. So, um, and um, I wasn't able to really finish anything after that. And so um, finishing up after the honeymoon was actually, uh, you know. Um, and, and actually what I did was, it's funny thing where after the honeymoon, I had completed it last year. And I actually had uploaded to Amazon, but Amazon were giving me a hard time mm-hmm. with releasing that book. And mm-hmm. um, so 
uh, it was like a back and forth, a lot of back and forth, you know, with uh, releasing it. So I actually had them, I actually like took it down. And when I was like going through it again, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it wow. Was after yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah, after all of that, I I read it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm not satisfied. So you know, I'm a firm believer. Everything happens for a reason. You know, like mm-hmm. with the whole thing, Amazon was giving me problem about, uh, you know, releasing it because it's connected to my old series, My Brother's Wife. And mm-hmm. so you know, there was like publishing issues with that series, you know, from before you know, with my old publisher and stuff. So, you know, I didn't understand, you know, what was the whole thing, you know, with, you know, with this particular book, because yes, it's connected to the old series. It's like all the old characters from that old series have returned, but it's still a brand new book that's never been published before, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but they were giving me problems with that. And um, so, yeah, so I had them take it down, and I actually, like, read the whole book, and I'm like, I didn't like it. So I found myself, you know, um, going through the book again, and I, like, took it apart, and I rewrote some stuff, and um, I and then I spent this past year basically re- re- rewriting it, going over some stuff. So um, I was finally able to complete it. And um, then it took me some time to edit it and proofread it, but I finally released it last month, so it's like a personal celebration for me. <laughs> so I was, like, kind of mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't know now, if you guys, do you guys remember My Brother's Wife? Yes. Okay, because this book, After the Honeymoon, is after the honeymoon is with Desmond and Angeline, and Desmond and Angeline were introduced in My Brother's Wife, you know, so, and then I had did a spinoff with Desmond, A Man's Heart, and then, you know, I, I kind of like, I you know, I feel like that book was real slept on, A Man's Heart. Um, it was Desmond's story, but what I did was I took it back in time. I felt like that was the best way for me to really tell Desmond's story for the readers to really get to know him is to go back in time to when he was a kid. So I took, so the book started from when he was a kid, you know, to, you know, like I, I took you to different levels of Desmond. And actually, like, if you go back and read some of the reviews, you know, some of the readers didn't care too much for that. Like, they didn't want to read about him from his past, you know. Um, and then and as an author, when the story was, like, developing in my mental, that was that was the best way that I could tell the story is to go back in time, like, in order for you mm-hmm. to, and that's how that's how it was forming in my head. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Yeah. so, um, yeah, so, and then, you know, and then, you know, the whole love story with him and Angeline, so everybody was like, oh, we want more of them in the present, so, you know, within the past, like, two years, you know, the story of him and Angeline, like, their love story formatted in my head, and then I was like, um, I've been going through a lot of e- emotional, you know, I've uh, I've gone through a lot of up and downs in my life the past two years. So, um, and you know, even with relationship wise, so I, I said, you know what, I um, 
I want to write about them, you know, not just being in love, but, you know, like, you know, the aftermath, you know, once the, once the honeymoon is over, I want to, you know, uh, write about rural relationship obstacles, you know, so, and then the story has been formed in my head and, and the title, and then once, and then once I, once the title came to me, the story really took off. So I said, I'm gonna call it after the honeymoon, you know, because that's what basically the plot of the story is about. Like Desmond and Angeline, like after the honeymoon, you know, what happens in their relationship in their marriage, mm-hmm. you know. So absolutely. I, <laughs> yeah. Now I want to take you back for a minute because you talked about um, writer's block. Now, mm-hmm. I want you just to, to drop some jewels on those authors that are having that blockage. They're having that, that time when the creativity isn't flowing. Drop some jewels on them on how they can get through that process, maybe some things that might help them through the process. Well, different methods work worked for different authors, but I know majority of authors that I've spoken with that I know, um, and even for myself, reading other authors' books helps me. <laughs> you know, um, it's kind of, uh, and then writing short stories, like I'll write, I'll do like little scenes. And like I said, you know, writing a short story like a novella helped me. Um, but I'll write, you know, random scenes. That That's helped. You know, but sometimes just I've ex- I've I'm experiencing writer's block now. I have a story a deadline that you know I'm I'm supposed to turn the story in this month, and um I haven't been able to finish it. I haven't been able to write anything in the past two weeks. Mm. Yeah, I just I just can't get past that one scene. Like I'm stuck. Like <laughs> like the is not forming in my head and then I try to work on and then and then other authors told you know have said that they'll when they're stuck on one book they'll leave that story they read another book yeah uh-huh. um, and then I've done that and so but this time my writer's block is real bad because I um I, I can't I can't get past two chapters in one book, there's another book that I put that one down, and I try to, because I, I have, like, many, you know, stories lined up, so, mm-hmm. so I'm able to bounce back. Some authors, they'll write one book at a time, so that doesn't work for them, for them to leave. I said, uh, I said, well, just, you know, leave that story and start a whole new story, but they, they don't really want to do that either, but I have a lot of stories mm-hmm. that I've started that some of them I'm halfway through so yeah so when I have writer's block you know I'll leave that one story and then I'll go to the other one I'll do two chapters sometimes three chapters then I find myself stuck I'll leave that one then I'll go to another you know and then but then it you know as an author then I get a headache you know because you know um, because all my storylines are different I really thrive on making all my storylines real different. So when you're going from one story to another, you find it's like the characters are, like, talking to you, and I, end up, I find myself have a headache. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mama, dude, this is Sonny, but... Mm-hmm. Hi, Sonny. I want to ask you, talk, hi. Speaking of, mm-hmm. on the same uh, platform as Writer's Block, do you feel that the reception of the readers with the story going back on one of your characters, 
Do you think that played a role or played a part in uh, your writer's block? Um. Well, no, not not um, no, not really. Well, um, well, in my case, um, I think it's mm-hmm. the pressure to live up to the success that my other stories. I, you know, I've um, I felt like. Um, I've lost a lot of like um, supporters, and so because mm-hmm. I'm talking for myself, trying to you know have you make you understand like my where my writer's block is coming from. Um, right. I've been through in the the writing industry has been a lot of up and downs for me. Um, I've been through a lot. Um, I feel like uh, I've lost a lot of. Um, well, not a lot. I'll say some. I think some is a more appropriate uh, word to use. I feel like I've mm-hmm. lost some of my supporters, some of my fan base, some of my readers. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know if it's because I haven't released anything in a long time. Um, I'm not sure exactly why, but I know um, uh, after the honeymoon didn't exactly uh, – do what I was expecting it to do, what I wanted it to do. Um, so I think uh, subconsciously that kind of like discouraged me. So I think that's where my writer's block now could be because um, after the honeymoon, actually there's a part. Um, so what what I wanted to do is the characters from my brother's wife, like Desmond and Angeline, um, and then, you know, like, I just felt like the stories wasn't over. And I, I know a couple of years ago, the readers, they wanted more of the family, you know, of Andre, Ariana, Malachi. Like, they wanted all of them back. And I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. But then, you know, the past two years, then Desmond and Angeline, their storylines formulated. And so with this, you know, with this was supposed to just be like a standalone, you know, on Desmond and Angeline. And then after that, I was going to do a finale called A Man Like Me, where the drama was going to circulate around, uh, I don't know if you remember, Ezekiel, Edward, and Lawrence. Um, And that was supposed to be it. But um, uh, after, like, almost 90,000 words, like, um, um, Desmond and Angelina, I just couldn't stop there. So there's there's a part two coming with them. And then, you know, then I had um, Ezekiel and Ava got their own story coming. And then um, A Man Like Me will be the finale for, like, like these characters. So I'm I'm working now on... uh, and uh, Desmond and Angeline, but I kind of got discouraged with um, the way that after the honeymoon did, and it's it's discouraging. And I think that's where my writer's block is coming from that particular story. So I did a couple chapters, mm-hmm. and well, I did a few chapters. Uh, I told the readers that I was going to try to put it out this month, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to push for June. Well, like I said, I got 
uh, to at least chapter seven, and I'm stuck. I haven't been able to write in it in like over two weeks. And then I have uh, put in another decision that I had decided to make in my writing career was um, I felt like I lost, I, um, when I decided to go indie, um, it was um, going indie is a major decision and it's not easy, you know. Um, but I felt like I was ready because I felt like, oh, you know, I have the um, the fan base to do so. But like I said, I felt like I lost quite a few fan base. So going indie is, you know, it became kind of struggle for me. So I decided to, um, I wanted to continue going indie because I don't want to give up on that. You know, because I, I like my, you know, having, like, my own uh, self. I, I like having, like, control over, you know, uh, my stories. And, but, and and then I'm not a fast writer. So, but I wanted the motivation, so I had decided to sign with uh, another publisher. In addition to, I'm still going to self-publish, but I, I decided to sign with someone because I wanted, I felt like that would give me the motivation to um, to write, you know, to, to be able to put the books out. And so I signed with someone who I, I'm actually, I admire her work ethic because she, she was like, she'll, she'll complete a series in less than a three-month time frame. You know, um, I, I don't know if I should name her name or not. <laughs> so um, I, I, I'm i signed with her at the moment, and her work ethic is, like, very, like, you know, admirable. And I so I signed with her, you know, to give me that boost that I feel like that I need to be able to, because, like I said, I, I just lost my drive, you know, and then it's just very discouraging. Absolutely. I can definitely understand that. I just want to take you back for a minute because what you're talking about is is real issues that authors go through a lot mm-hmm. of the time. These are real yeah. things that, that, that engulf them and kind of engulf and blocks their pen. I want to mm-hmm. go back when you, when you talked about you, you felt lost. Um, mm-hmm. What was happening at the time that you initially felt that, that sense of loss in, in your personal world? Um, what was going on in your personal or in your writing world that made you feel like um, you were you were lost at that time? Well, um, well, in um, in 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 as far as writing in the industry, as far as my writing career was um, concerned, I um, I was signed with a publisher, and it things just turned real left. It was a very bad experience. Um, uh, he, uh, um, things just went real bad with that publisher. So I left him, and uh, and I think that's where I started. You know, my fan base started deteriorating a little, a little bit. Then I signed with someone else, and um, I was working on a book with her. But me and her were bumping heads as far as, like, personal-wise, like, personality-wise. Um, so I left her, and then I wasn't sure about going indie. So, yeah, that's where, you know, I became, like, discouraged. Um, and so then it pr- sounds like your, your indecisiveness, really, um, 
and you really, really had a pull to want to be indie, but was there a little fear there stopping you um, yeah, it was from a lot going of fear. forward with it? Yeah, it was a lot of fear, and that's why, um, and I, you know, it was a lot of fear. That's why after I left the second publisher, I didn't, I didn't want to jump and sign with a third publisher because I, you know, I really didn't want to be that author, keep jumping from different, from one publisher to another. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so I took a stance, I took a standstill, and so yes, I. Uh, took a standstill because I couldn't decide if I wanted to. I know I didn't want to sign with another publisher at that time because it just signing with publishers just really left like a real bad taste in my mouth. Um, so I was getting encouraged to, you know, self-publish, but I, you know, it was a lot of fear. So that that took some time, and then you know, 2018, I lost my mom, so I was going through. Mm. Yeah, I was um I was uh I lost my mom. I was going through a lot of uh up and down emotional uh up and downs in my personal relationships. Um uh wait, you know, um I was just going through a lot of personal turmoil and uh-huh. then I lost then I lost my mom. And then, so, yeah, that, I, I was, so I, I shut down emotionally for a long time. So, yeah, I, I couldn't write for a long time. Absolutely. Uh, and you know what? I can definitely understand that. My mind passed in 2016, and when I say my head was bad, my head was in a bad space uh, right. for a long time. Like, my head right. is just now clearing up, and it's 2019, three years later. So I can definitely yes. relate to that. Because yes, when people yes. so close to you pass away, it's it's more of a sometimes death is a transformation, right. and I think people just look. Some people look at it as oh somebody passed away, but if if it's somebody just really attached to the core of who you are, that becomes a transformation. And not only does that death happen where you have to mourn the loss of that person, you mourn the loss of yourself because mm-hmm. you instantly you change and you are somebody else. Um, because you you have just transformed into another different version of you. And I look back and I'll say, um, you know, God was telling me to make certain changes and I wasn't doing so. And so a lot of times he has to rock us to, to let us know that I'm pushing you over because I need you to get somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I definitely understand your process, and it is a process, but just know when you come on the other end of it, it's going to be a whole experience for you that's going to really blow your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I want to wow. talk about, uh, I want you to talk a little bit about fear, Um when it comes to your pen, because a lot of authors experience that um, mm-hmm. fear in in their pen, fear in their writing, uh, timidness, tip, timidness in their creativity. Talk a little bit about that um, and how you got through that part. Well, I'm I'm still kind of like you know going through that now. Um, uh, like I said, uh, I just. Um, I just feel, I feel like I've grown as a writer, but I just feel like um, it's not appreciated by the readers. And then I feel like maybe my storylines are just not good enough. And, you know, and then I let some of the reviews, you know, um, 
we as authors, we encourage the reviews, but a lot of authors have problems uh, um, dealing with them, like they, the criticism, they let it get to their head, and it gets to me, but I'm obsessed with it, like, because I, I know some authors who say, oh, no, I don't read them. I, I read mine, then I read other authors, too, like, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> <laughs> I read all of my reviews. Matter of fact, I, every time I like when I drop it, like after the honeymoon sisters drop, I I go on Amazon every day, you know, checking to see if I have a new review, you know, because I I embrace it. The the one thing I have to say about after the honeymoon, I was a little discouraged with the rating, but you know, like um, as an author who's been in the industry for a few years now, I, you know, I, I, I'll tell a new upcoming author, don't let those ratings, um, save you, you know, um, don't, don't let those, don't let those ratings phase, uh, phase you, don't let them, um, because those ratings could really mess with the author's head. You know, if if you don't hit the chart, because I'll I'll be I'll keep it real with you guys. After the honeymoon, didn't even hit the charts. You know, and I know a few years ago that was a big thing for me, and it's a big thing to a lot of authors. It it, it didn't even make the chart, and um, so mm-hmm. that that was pretty discouraging for me. So um, but then what kind of made me feel good is the reviews, and even the reviews are. You know, I, I I don't have much reviews, but the ones that I do have, uh, they're all five stars. <laughs> so that kind of made me feel a little better, you know. Um, so, uh, um, but the reviews, the ratings, you really shouldn't let them, you know, uh, phase you. Um, you shouldn't, you know, just continue doing so. Um, yeah, I was discouraged as far as like my pen game, and I felt like. You know that uh, my pen game is not appreciated. You know, uh, um, so it's and I'm still struggling with that. I still struggle. I still feel like because I, I I quit I quit writing like every other day. You know, like whether in my head or I've expressed like a yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. You know, uh, I love to write, but I also um, I when I had decided to become a published author, it was mainly because I wanted to share what I felt like I, I have a gift. I wanted to share it with the world. And then, so when you start feeling like, you know, it's not appreciated, you just don't want to share it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You know, it's just like if you, you know, if you, you know, just like if you're, like, even if in a relationship or in a marriage or if you're a friend to somebody and you know you're good to that person and you're doing everything that you can to show that person you care about them, but if it's not appreciated, you just don't want to do it anymore, you know. Um, uh-huh. so, it's a, so it's the same thing with writing, you know. I, I felt like it's not it's not a, a appreciated I feel like I don't, you know, uh, I'm not getting the excitement that I used to get as far as, like, like when I dropped out the honeymoon. Uh, um, I, a lot of things discourage me, but I'm working on it. 
I'm work I'm working on that to not let it you know discourage me. But I I speak like because I'm in a, I'm in um some other authors reading group and I'll see some of them like how their readers get excited you know where where they when they drop a book and I know one particular author every time she drops a book you know the readers uh she has to create a um a no spoiled post. Because like her readers are just so excited to discuss the book within like a couple of days after she dropped the book, like that's how fast they're reading, you know, the book. And you know, I don't get that, you know. So, um, but that's okay though. You can't I know, you can't I, get wrapped <laughs> up in what somebody else has going on because their fan base, they their interaction, the way they interact with their fans is all totally different from you. Um, and maybe you just need to revamp your brand and do things a little differently where you draw your readers in um, mm-hmm. outside of your pen and, and mm-hmm. incorporate your pen at the same time. Right. And then right. just kind of do it that way. I also think you need a vacation. Uh, right. <laughs> but since your mom, by your mom passing last year, you're going to be in a rut for a minute, and it's going to be this back and forth for a minute. That's just what it. that's part of the, the process, and it's going right. to be like that. I told you, my mind, when I say my mind, my head was bad. My head was bad for a long time, and it's just mm-hmm. now clearing up, and that was three years ago. So I definitely understand uh, your, your dynamic and the up and down and the round and round, and it's going to be like that for a minute because you're really trying to, to transform your you're physically transforming yourself personally um, from that experience and that hurt and so um, it happens I send you a cyber hug yeah, and it's going to get you. better <laughs> yeah right. it's going to get better it's going to get better now you know we like to to be able to have fun with our authors um mm-hmm. You know, you've been on here before. You know, we like to have fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to have too much fun with you today, but I think T has a very good question for you. She's going to give you a literary question uh, just to allow readers just to get a little bit tap into your personality a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm going to switch it up a little bit with with Miss Mona Leash. Uh, hey, did you like that, Miss Mona Leash? <laughs> okay, let me. I I, I digress. Right. <laughs> Mona, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You know, you you always keep alive when you join the ladies of Less Chat. But um, uh-huh, I wanted to try a little something different. You're very welcome. Now, my question to you is: If I knew I wouldn't get caught, I would. Blank, and we want you to fill in the blank. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh God! Oh, I don't know. <laughs> if I knew I wouldn't if get no caught, I would. Blank, 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 blank. <laughs> oh God! I don't know. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know. I'm stuck. <laughs> I don't okay, know what well, I would do if I couldn't get stuck. Okay. I mean, what if nobody was watching you? What would you do? <laughs> uh, if I wouldn't get caught, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, 
Um, interesting. I I don't know. I'm not sure. But oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're not gonna stress you out too much. Look, <laughs> you know, she just don't want to tell us. That's what that is. She like I can't say that on the air. That's what that is. She like I can't say that on the air. <laughs> See how she laughing? That's oh, what that God. is. Mm-hmm. In her mind, she's like, I can't say that on the air. I'm at work. I can't say that out loud. Oh, so just to know that. <laughs> oh my God. I I well, think that she she laughs this time. <laughs> well, I know I'm if I um I, I mean I okay so I have a crush on uh, on one particular um uh celebrity well yeah he's a celebrity in his own right I have a crush on him and <laughs> and sometimes like I just wanna um well I know I had um inboxed him before and then after that he kind of like directed me towards his manager so that's the only way I communicate with him now. Like you know, well through his manager, but yeah, I, I wish I could sneak back in his inbox and he would like you know uh, actually have a real conversation with me. <laughs> if I could, oh, if see, I could, there if, you if go. I, if I could, <laughs> if I could get him to like talk to me beyond business, yeah, I would. You know, I would. <laughs> well, see now we get with now minds are wondering. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah, you know, if I, if me and him could, you know, and it don't even have to lead to any, you know, just to have like a conversation via inbox, just so I could say, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him, like you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that one little conversation oh. where when I when I had inboxed him in reference to, you know, business wise and then he said, you know, um, here's my manager's information. I don't I was geeked up just from the the fact that he even responded to my inbox, I was all like hyped up. And I I was like, He spoke to me, I'm like, Ah, he spoke to me and I screenshot it. <laughs> I screenshot it yeah, and I sent a couple of <laughs> Is he but can you author? imagine? Yeah, and it was one, it was one little response. So can you imagine if he was to have a full conversation with me? Oh my god, uh, act like a straight groupie. <laughs> there's our answer right there. Just say one thing, whether he's the author or you coming to kick in with us in the chat room. We want you to shout out all your social media uh, and, and what we can expect your next book. Okay, well, um, I could be, um, you could connect with me on Facebook, Mona Altador, that's my full name, that's like my, you know, regular page, and then I have um, Mona Presents Publications, and then Authorist Mona, and then on my IG is Mo Love GA, and then there's also Mona Presents Publications on IG, and then I'm on Twitter, which is also Mona Altador, and um. Uh, well, I'm working on uh, After the Honeymoon Part 2, and I was pushing for this month, but that's not happening. So I'm pushing for next month, definitely. Um, if not July, the latest on After the Honeymoon Part 2. And then, like I said, I had, you know, signed with another publisher, 
you know, because to, you know, to give me that, you know, um, that I need. So uh, I have, I actually had dropped, I was part of a, the, and, you know, that publisher, you know, there's uh, quite a few authors um, signed into that publisher. So we had came together about 14 or 15 of us, and we had did an um, anthology for Valentine's Day. It's called 14 Shades of Loving a Gangster. And I have a short story in there. And I decided to uh, extend that short story to a full story. So, yeah, that's the book that I have a deadline, you know, on. And I I'm, I have to, I got to turn that in next week. So, I, you know, I'm not. So, we're going to need you to get off the phone and get the right. Right. We're going to need you to get actually sending my memorial. Saturday tomorrow. Saturday yeah, yeah. So I'm actually sending my memorial. We can try to wrap that up. But that short story was called In the Midnight Hour. So the full story is is also going to be, you know, titled the same, but it's just the extended version, you know, because the, because the anthology, because, you know, the anthology, we weren't allowed to do no more than 8,000 words because it was like 14 of us on there, you know. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it was no more than eight thousand. It was no more than five chapters, but I really liked the story. So, and then I just, you know, like just more, like I couldn't stop there. So I decided to turn it into a full story. So that's why I'm trying to wrap that up. So that should be coming out next month. It's called In the Midnight Hour. So look out for that. And um, when I, I'll, I'll tag you guys on it. <laughs> and um, so that In the Midnight Hour and After the Honeymoon too. Is what I I'm trying I'll have coming out this summer, you know. And then I have a lot of you know I I have a a standalone my first standalone that I've been working on that one is called When Night Falls and that story I've been working on for a year and I really wanted to take my time because it's a standalone, but I I really love the story. Um, yeah, I, I, I consider myself like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm what you call a romance urban, you know, but I, I know I have a few books coming, um, by the end of the year that, you know, I wanted to really, uh, touch more like conscious topics, but, um, that love story is always going to be like, you know, my main, you know, um, element. So when night falls, it's a story about a woman who, you know, she, you know, sometimes you know, I, I wanted to tell a story about women, how sometimes, you know, we find ourselves, you know, you know how when you're a little girl, you always, you know, the, most of the girls fantasize that they're going to be married, you know, have children, you know, finish school, married, have children and live happily ever after. And sometimes life doesn't, you know, turn out that way, you know, so I wanted to tell Mm -hmm. a story about a woman who finds herself, you know, doing things for, you know, that she never thought she would do, but it's all for the, uh, you know, what she had to do to uh, survive as a person, as a woman, and to do what she felt that she needed to do for uh, her daughter who's sick, and also for a younger sister that she has to raise. So that story is called When Night Falls, but there there's a love story in there, but it's not the boy meet, um, man meet woman type of love story. It's a love story about, you know, um, a love story about a woman who she she really needs to love herself first, but, you know, 
she had to do things that she's not proud of, and this man meets her, and he 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 meets the version like what he she she presented herself to be a certain way, but when night falls, she has to do other things to survive. You know, so the woman he met during the day, she's not the same woman at nighttime. You know, so. You know, and then and then there's other you know uh, parts to that story and stuff. I you know I I actually feel good, but that's one story I actually and every time I feel like and then you know like I said I've been having a writer's box for the past so, but I've been creeping and going back and writing a little bit in that story, and I found and every time I go to work in that story, I find myself like you know not really experiencing too much of a writer's block that much. Well, maybe you should go with that story. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, it resonates more with the space that you're in, with with how you're yeah. feeling about yourself and just in, in general. So you should yeah. go with that. What what what's moving you? Um, what's fueling mm-hmm. your passion? Um, because as an author, you have to have passion. If you don't have passion, that fuel that gets your pen going, the reader is going to be able to experience that. They're going to be able to see. We can see a rush pen. We can see mm-hmm. a confused pen. We can see, you know, so the reader is going to see all of that because your emotions are going to come through because you're going to be all over the place. So if you yeah, have something mm-hmm. that is balancing you out, that's keeping you focused, that, that in, it, that's exciting you on the inside, that's what you want to go with. So maybe you need mm-hmm. to put the other book down. Yeah. Um, I know you got a book that's due though, so you ain't got no choice but to write it. Yeah. But, well, that um, other book that's under you know my publisher, and you know, yeah, she she gives deadlines. <laughs> she on play, so um, now I'm almost done with that mm-hmm. one. I'm trying. I'm wrapping that up this weekend. So um, yeah, I would say good. wrap that up. Wrap that yeah. up and going into that uh, the other book um, that really brings out your creative side until the right. other books start talking to you. That's the only thing right. that you can really do.
6th and the 7th. We're going to have you all up in here. We're going to have a good old time today. We had a great time. If you're just tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure you hit our archives here at, at blogtalk.com as well as iTunes. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we out. Enjoy Enjoy your weekend. I want to send this track right here out to all the ones we lost. We always going to miss. A lot of people think y'all forgotten about, but as long as I got a voice, I'm going to keep it in their face. I swear. Rest in peace. My first step, my first sight, my first words, my first friend, the first sounds I first heard. We locked in, we like twins, it's me and you. We weren't reflection in my direction, I'm seeing too. But you were so cool and I just want to be you. Can't nobody Batman and Robin this thing like we do, I'm see-through. My gangster holy as a Hebrew. Me without you is just blue with no see-do. When I look back, me, you brains and gangster Wayne used to cook crack. We done 